Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, and you are tuned in to another episode of Excuse Me, I'm Speaking. Did y'all like that little intro? I loved it, I loved it. Yeah, y'all know I had to switch it up, try something new. This show today is being brought to you by yours truly the one and only your host that does the most you can call me twinkle call me antoinette call me she is twinkle whatever you call me it doesn't matter to me as long as you're calling my name that's all that matters all right all righty then y'all you are in for a treat today there is a lot we got to talk about because so much was going on in the media and y'all know i'm gonna speak about it so Without further ado, let's just do a quick temperature check, also known as a mood check. I want to be real with y'all on today. Oh, what is my mood for today? I am, I'm chilling. Are y'all chilling out there? Y'all know the weather outside is kind of gloomy. The sun is not out, but it ain't bad. It's not freezing. It's not hailing. It's not sleeting. It's not snowing. It's just very chill, and sometimes chill is where you want to be. I know that's where I want to be, and that's where I'm at. But beyond that, y'all, of course, I have started off the podcast with a new segment um, titled Question of the Day. So I wanted to do a fun one this week. So my question of the day today is, what movie do you know every word to? Okay, now, let me say this one more time. This is the movie you know every word to. Not necessarily your favorite movie, but nine times out of ten, it's probably your favorite movie. You've probably watched it over and over. What movie can you quote almost every single word to? Yeah, this was a hard one for me, and I think this will tell you a lot about my personality. But it was hard for me to choose, so I have a tie between two movies because I'm just difficult like that sometimes but the very first movie that comes to mind y'all bring it on I know I got some bring it on out fans out there with me and I'm not talking about bring it on bring it on um, bring it on to all or nothing all those other knockoff bring it ons I'm talking about the original with Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle Union and it was the Rancho Carne Toros against the um, um, the Clovers. Yeah, the I said, bird, it's cold in here. There must be some Clovers in the atmosphere. I said, oh, ee, oh, ee, oh, ice, 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 slow it down. Oh, ee, oh, ee. yeah, don't even get me started. Obviously, I was a cheerleader in my life at that time. So I was obsessed with cheerleading and I was obsessed with that movie. I knew all the dance moves, all the words. They could have just, they could have put me in the movie as an extra. I didn't even need no money to get paid. I ate, slept, and breathed that movie. So that is definitely my number one. And my number two, y'all don't judge me. It was Legally Blonde with Reese Witherspoon. I know, y'all, I'm really not trying to lose my black card. Please do not revoke it. But... I just absolutely loved that movie. And that was a point in my life where I felt like I wanted to be a lawyer. And I like got in debate class at school. And it was that movie was my entire life. Like, you're breaking up with me. I thought you were proposing to me. 
Yo, I loved it. She did the bend and snap. Works every time. Yeah, if y'all know, y'all know. Y'all know that movie. I didn't want my black card fully revoked. So the next one would probably have to be... Y'all, it's a tie between next Friday and Friday after next. I just love Craig and Day Day together. Of course, I love the original Friday, but Craig and Day Day together are absolutely hilarious. And so when you include Michael Blackson in there and you include like Uncle Elroy, just they just have so many quotable lines. And y'all just... I guess if I have to stick with one, it'll be bring it on. But I am very curious to know what you guys' movie is that you can quote every um, or almost every single word to. I would love to hear about it. If you would, please text me, call me, hit me up on social media. As always, you can message me or comment on a picture on Instagram. Follow me at sheistwinkle1, and I really would love to know what is your most quotable movie. What do you know? What movie do you know every single word to? All right. Okay. Well, moving right along, I have been all in the media space this week and just kind of following all of the hot stories and seeing, like, what is all the chatter about out there? So... One thing that stuck out to me kind of personally as well would be a story that The Breakfast Club, um, which is on Power 105.1, it's on iHeartRadio, it's also in New York, really big. It used to be DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God, and Angela Yee. Right now it is DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God, and then they always have an additional celebrity guest host. Well... This week, they talked about a fairly serious topic. So um, they brought up the topic of the celebrity actor and R&B singer by the name of Tyrese. Y'all know Tyrese. Tyrese has been in a lot of the Fast and Furious movies. Um, He has his song, Sweet Lady, the R&B song, The Sweet Lady, Won't You Be My Sweet Lover for a Lifetime. Y'all ain't trying to sing to y'all. I just tried to give y'all a little tune, a little hum to it, all right? (laughs) But, y'all, Tyrese, we have seen him specifically on Instagram wilding out, okay? Wilding, wilding, wherever you're from, however y'all say it. He been losing his mind on social media these past few years, and we just don't know what's been going on with him. But it was reported on The Breakfast Club that he recently did an interview with someone, and they had clips of his interview, and he was basically talking about how he was, during that time where he was losing it on social media, um, and he would be making live videos and And everybody remembers the video where he was like yelling and he is like, why are you doing this to me? Like it's it it was a little craziness. Um, It was at the time where he was going through he had just gone through like a custody battle for his daughter and he lost custody. And it just seemed as though he was freaking out on social media. Well, in his recent interview, he claimed that he was having a full meltdown and it was due to um depression medication that he was prescribed at that time that he was taking and there were adverse effects um such as like psychosis um like deepening depression um he was like 
imagining things and just having like full like out of body control meltdowns now this is Tyrese's story so at the same time with this being a mental health issue it's something that we want to respect and deal with lightly but we also want to deal with it in truth so I believe he said that the depression medication he was taking at the time was like Recovy. I believe I'm saying that correctly. If I'm not, y'all, please look up the story for yourself. But it definitely started with an R. So it was Recovy or Rixcovy. I am not familiar with that one, but it was a depression medication he was taking at the time. He was online. He was like yelling out all types of accusations. He was saying that he had spoken to other celebrities that he hadn't spoken to. And meanwhile, they were just keeping quiet simply because they know that he must be like out of his mind at this time. Um, He was also kind of like harassing some of his celebrity friends and sending them like text messages and giving them repeated calls that just made no sense whatsoever. Um, Since then, he is saying that he is much better. He's apparently not on that medication anymore. And um, that this is the reason why like, he knew something was wrong with him because he doesn't drink or he doesn't smoke and he never has and all this and that and like drugs can be a dangerous thing. Now, I am bringing up this topic because I feel as though some people use mental health as a joke or an excuse or they just kind of like play with the issue and it's something that is extremely serious that I feel like is something that should be handled with like white gloves it's a delicate matter and so if you have a platform then you need to be responsible even if you are a celebrity so I'm only saying this because when they are saying the story um, you can see the actual video of Charlemagne the God and Envy in which they have hung out with him on several occasions. They have attempted to do business with him. They've interviewed him. They did not want to say it out loud, but you could see um, by their facial expressions and by their lack of comments, um, they said, oh, well, wait, he said he's never drank before. He's never smoked, but haven't you? Uh, Okay. And they would just stop themselves. Basically, insinuating that they don't want to be the ones to put his business out there but obviously there may be people out there that can vouch for the fact that he's drank or smoked and that's not to say anything against him but if you're going to put a message out there that you're you knew exactly what was going on with your body and you know you are very aware you you've never drank you've never smoked like what what is the purpose of that lie like when you tell one lie you cut down your credibility. When you tell one lie, people are like, okay, well, if you would lie about something that simple, then like, why would I believe all the other things that you're saying to be true? So that's something that he has to be careful with. So I'm saying that because, especially when dealing with mental health matters, people appreciate transparency. That's how they can know like whether you're credible or not. And And I'm saying self-transparency. Don't be transparent about others, but be transparent about your own situation because then people feel like they can trust what you're saying and it gives you more credibility. And now you can persuade them if that's what you were trying to do and you were in fact trying to help them. Y'all shout out to my communications major from 
KU, University of Kansas, y'all. Okay, I learned that in class for sure. But um, with Tyrese, I, I had to make that mention because medication is something that is very serious. I know that personally myself. Um, and there are ways in which it can be a danger to people if you're not on the right medication. So that is why this is medication is something that is supposed to be closely monitored between yourself and your doctor. If you are an adult and you're like 18 and older and you don't have like a parent or a guardian that looks over you, um, if you are in your right mind, like you can make your own decisions, then you and your doctor are supposed to monitor how your medication affects you. So if you are having major adverse effects, it could be that you have too much of a medication, too little of a medication, or that you have the wrong medication altogether. So it's an instance of trial and error, to be totally honest with you. So at this point, I feel as though um, Tyrese should have been a lot more responsible in his messaging um, because, and they didn't play the full clips of the interview. So it could be something that you would want to go back and listen to on your own and just find it on YouTube. But I know myself personally, um, I've gone through um, like postpartum depression, which is, you know, the depression that you could get like after you give birth to your child. Um, for women, it's like an imbalance of your hormones and you could literally be all, just feel like you're all over the place and like extreme feelings of sadness and all that. And I'll go into that on a totally different episode. But for now, that is something that I've gone through like twice, like with the birth of both of my children. And so even beyond that, just having, just going through my own, just like, um, anxious cycles or de depressive cycles, there were times where I felt like I did not have full control and I worked with my doctor or even like a mental health specialist such as a therapist or counselor and they will give you advice. And so I have been put on different medications before where it has been extremely helpful and that's what I needed at that time in my life. But that was also something that you ease into with your doctor. That is something that's closely monitored. If it needs to be switched up, you switch it up quickly. And it's not something you abruptly stop either. It's something that you they like wean you off of. So there is a correct way of using it and not using it and not um, not mixing drugs or alcohol with it whatsoever. So there's a positive message and a responsible message that needs to be put out there. And that is why I stated it. Not everyone needs medication, but not everyone um, is going to have the same effect as him either. If you are a person that feels like this is an out of control experience, such as something like postpartum, and you need the medication, then get it, but just take it and use it wisely, responsibly, and with a medical healthcare professional. Yeah, so definitely wanted to get that point across. Um, I wish all the best to actors such as Tyrese, because I know that especially when you're dealing with like parenting issues in which he was, he had lost custody of his daughter. Um, but then even in the Hollywood sphere, um, just regular people dealing with jobs, friendships, like family, grief, loss, finances, all of those things, like mental health is a major, major, like 
component of your life just as much as your physical health. And so if you need that additional medical prescription, then you should get it. And if you don't, then also there's other ways to exercise and make sure that you keep up with your mental health. Yeah. So that was my mental health moment for the day. Um, Hope that y'all can share y'all experiences as well. Um, If you send those in to me, I would love to share it with the rest of the pod listeners. So now moving on to brighter news. The Breakfast Club, as I stated earlier, um, has been like a power packed show. Everybody knows it and loves it, at least in black America. Um, But just in the entertainment world, it's definitely something that's known. Now, since the departure of their third host, which was a woman by the name of Angela Yee, they have had celebrity guest spots in there. So I wanted to do a shout out to Portia Williams, which Portia Williams is a former housewife on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, she's also has her own hairline. She has been on Dish Nation with Ricky Smiley. She's been in some of Candy Burris's plays. Um, she's actually been trying to do like quite a bit. She has her own pork podcast as well um she just got married um recently last year to her african prince or king whatever you want to call it but portia williams i wanted to give a special shout out to her y'all she has been doing amazing as the guest celebrity host on the breakfast club and so many people are shocked and i'm just not quite sure why i read the comments and people are like oh my gosh portia's been doing amazing she's so natural with them everything is flowing i'm really proud of her she's a great fit And I thought to myself, did y'all forget that she was a host on Dish Nation with Ricky Smiley, the brat, um, all the rest of his crew for years, like years. Y'all, she been doing this. She's not new to this. She's true to this. This is already on her resume. Y'all, so I wanted to give a shout out to her. She's doing an amazing job. I... If I could vote for them to have a permanent person, she would definitely fit that mold. She is amazing at her job. So shout out to Portia Williams. But they have they switch out the guest hosts um, at least once or twice a week. So some of the celebrity hosts stay the entire week and some of them just stay a few days and then a new host comes in. So, yeah, Tamar Braxton entered into the show this week um, and replaced Portia Williams' spot on there as the guest host. And she was on there, I believe, for just a day or two. Now, y'all, I used to be a major Tamar fan. Like, I just rode for her. And not to say I'm not a fan anymore, but I do like to see growth in people. Yeah, if if I'm the same person on this podcast on episode 100, as I was on episode one, then y'all may as well just stop listening because there needs to be some type of growth in there, whether it's personally, whether growth in my talent, whether growth in my thoughts, yeah, there got to be some type of growth. So with Tamar, I was a little disappointed in her segment this week. So she was on there and she was on the breakfast club specifically talking about um, marriage 
And so, yeah, hold on, pause. When I say stay true to, when I say there should be some type of change, I'm saying that you should always stay true to yourself, but grow to this better version of yourself an evolved version show that like life and life's obstacles and twists and turns and experiences that's those are the things that shape you those are the things that help you grow grow your mindset even if you're if you're just more open in your conversation not to say that your beliefs and things are going to change but you know how to have an open conversation with another person and to respect their ideals that could be growth maybe you five years ago would just argue someone to death but you in present day will now listen to understand, but you still don't have to agree, but you can respect the person's opinion. That's what I mean by growth, y'all. So back to Tamar. The uh, topic that she had for this week was how long should you wait for marriage after dating? Yeah, I'm gonna say that question one more time. How long should you wait for marriage after dating? Now, as Giving you a little background history on Tamar. Tamar Braxton is Tony Braxton's little sister, okay? they She was on the show Braxton Family Values. She also had her own show that was a spinoff with just her and her now ex-husband, but he was her husband at the time. Um, she used to be a talk show host on The Real. She was on Dancing with the Stars, she has been in movies like she's really been doing it big for herself she is an r&b singer herself kind of like pop artists she's gone on tour all these different things so but since then she was she was in a a pretty long marriage um and it just didn't work and so now um, with her being a reality tv star as well um she was recently on the surreal life um the celebrity version of it and all she talks about is wanting to be married where's my husband I want a new husband where my husband where my husband so I was very curious to see her thought to hear her thoughts on this topic because she's been through a lot of life experiences and I wanted to hear like some growth in her no 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 I did not get that <laughs> so um, according to Tamar, so there were radio callers calling in and then of course, DJ Envy and Charlamagne the God, they were giving their opinions. But according to Tamar's opinion, she says that she is ready for someone to propose to her within five to six months. Okay. She is in her forties. She don't want to wait. You should know what you want to do with me at five to six months. Okay. Put a pin in that. Now, she also says by date three or four, she's asking to see their financials, pull out your bank statements, pull out your Excel spreadsheets. I want to know how your finances work, how much you got. Let me see all your accounts. How do you pay for things? What are your investments by date three and four? Wow. Okay. And then she wants to know their body count. Okay. How many people they have been physically intimate with um, as soon as possible. Now, Tamar. You are in your 40s. If you're asking for a body count, they're probably going to lie to you. So you can ask them for the answer, but it might not be the right answer. Also, date three or four, I barely know you. And why would you expect me to show you my finances? Are you crazy? Date three or four, date three or four can be in week two. It can, if we really obsess with each other or we want to see each other often, you could have three, four dates in, in the first week 
you expect to see my financials so that you can switch on me and rob me are you crazy now to be fair she said you show me yours i'll show you mine but no 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 it could be skewed i don't even know you like that you could be lying to me and why are you trying to be all in my personal financial business that's a negative so whatever the case, a lot of callers were calling in. Nobody actually agreed with her. Um, I personally think with her having gone through a marriage and a divorce, and she's been in some pretty complicated public relationships as well, I would think that she would have learned from her situations and that she wouldn't want to rush into something. Me personally, my opinion on this, and I would love to know your opinions as well, I do not believe that five to six months is enough time to know that you're ready to marry someone. And I understand that she is in her 40s. However, you're still young in your 40s. 40s is not old. I just don't believe that it's wise for someone to want to rush into something. You don't fully know the person. Have you had a real argument? Do you know how they argue? Like, do they fight fair? Are they going to call you out of your name? Are they going to get physical with you? Are they going to just leave you at the first sight of of a disagreement? Um, are they going to put you down or belittle you? Okay, this is the financial situation they're in right now, but what happens when something unexpected happens? What happens when the roof needs to be fixed? Um, what happens when something breaks down? What if you're hurt? Like, how do they um, care for you? How do they um, nurture you? How do they support you? What happens when you're going through good times or when you're going through bad times? How do they react to that? How is their family? How do you, you and your family, you and their family and your family connect with one another? What are their beliefs? What are their thoughts? Like, are they just showing you the best version of their, themselves in that first five to six months? Because the honeymoon period can last that long. But what about the hard times that you have to endure? What about the holidays? What about their connection with your children or your connection with their children? There's so many things. What if they're not actually ready and you rush somebody into a marriage or you force them in a sense and make them feel like they have to run to the altar with you and they were never married and that will result in a broken heart because they are doing something that not that they wanted to do but that you wanted them to do I think there's so much more to life than just like put a ring on my finger because this makes me feel validated there's so much more to it than that. I think that they have to really like know and love and trust each other and know that they're willing to walk through this thing called life together and overcome any and all obstacles. Now you can know that you love each other at five to six months, but are you ready? Like just because you love each other, are you ready to get married? Are you ready to bring together these finances are are you ready like your your housing situation like have you been able to communicate through everything like there's so many different things and do you know how this person operates through the seasons now I'm not saying that it takes forever but I'm saying that both people have to be ready now if y'all are both are just that mature as far as communication you know exactly what you want and this is like God speaking to you in your heart. Like, you know, you know that this is real. This is solid. Like God is telling you 
wait no further. This is the person for me. Then, oh my gosh, that's a God thing and kudos to you. And I, I will support that. Y'all, I've seen couples that have gotten married that quick that were younger. And then I've seen them that were much older. They've both been through um, marriages before. They know what they want and they know what they don't want. And it works. So it's not to say there's a timeline that works that's standard across the board for everybody. But I don't believe in, okay, well, he better marry me in five to six months or I'm done. I understand don't waste your time, but also don't waste your time rushing into something that you nor the other person was ready for. Yeah, marriage is a serious thing. It's a commitment. It's a holy matrimony. Just make sure it's a three-string cord. As long as it's you, your spouse, and God, then y'all should be, hey, Y'all should be good, baby, and all power to you. Yeah, let me get off my soapbox and get off the serious train. Yeah, let's get into the comedy world. That has been a hot topic in the media this week as well. There are two comedy specials that I want to speak on today, and this is the main meat of today's episode. But Let's start off with what everyone has been talking about, the Chris Rock special on Netflix that is titled Outrage. If you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. Anything that I mention on here, I will give you my opinion, but I definitely want you to check it out for yourself and, you know, form your own opinion. But Chris Rock, we all remember the slap heard around the world. <laughs> that is what I'm calling it. The slap heard around the world. Last year, March 2022, when Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith as he was hosting the Oscars. And Will Smith was like, not today. Okay. You going to freak around and find out. Okay. And he found out. Okay. He said, keep your wife's name. And y'all finish, keep my wife's name out, Joe, and y'all finish the rest. All right. Everybody knows what he said. So everybody's been waiting like on pins and needles for Chris Rock to talk about it right after the incident. Like March came and gone. He didn't talk about it. April, May, June, July, August. Keep going. He never talked about it. And he even had like live comedy shows that were selling out. He still wasn't talking about it. And we like. Chris, you ain't pressed charges. You ain't did no interviews. You ain't talked about it. What is going on? Everybody and their mama was talking about it. Even Will Smith eventually, some months later, issued him an apology on Instagram. Yet and still, Chris Rock hadn't talked about it. But my oh my, y'all money talks. (laughs) And so, of course... He got paid, you know, the big dollars, I'm sure, from Netflix because this was the first time, I believe, that Netflix had a live comedy special. So most things don't air live on Netflix, but for Chris Rock, they did it. And I'm sure in his contract, it was, hey, we will pay you this big money. We will market. We will put it out there for people to watch and you will get paid the big dollars if you give your comments on the Will Smith slap on our platform, y'all. And that is exactly what he did. The hashtag was Chris Rock Live. It is now available for a viewing on Netflix, um, even after it was live. But the special is called Outrage. And it's an hour-long special. 
Yeah, he is basically talking about how just today's society has selective outrage. They get mad at this thing, but they don't get mad at this other thing that is comparable. And he's like, make it make sense because it don't make sense. People just choose what they want to be mad over. So, okay, that's a fair assessment. Yeah, I listen to this. And personally, I never say it out loud, but I... I'm not one of those like huge like Chris Rock like stand up comedy fans. He, I've never been like, oh my gosh, he is hilarious. He is like the funniest comedian I know. There's a lot of people that were really big on that. There's a lot of people that are were saying like, oh, he's in my top five. He's up there with Dave Chappelle and he's funnier than Cat Williams. Uh, that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, Cat Williams is hilarious. No filter, like hands down. I would not even put Chris Rock near him and hey ridicule me if you want but Chris Rock has a different type of humor now of course his his humor like crosses um the line he can humor any type of crowd whatever the race gender ethnicity whatever but he has comedy specifically for a mixed crowd as well too which doesn't necessarily always sit well with me because I feel like sometimes in that, like he doesn't even care about making his own community look bad. But whatever the case, I understand it's jokes. Now, me personally, I watched the special. Some parts were worth a laugh. And then there were other areas of it where it just really wasn't that funny to me. Um, And maybe that fits in with his whole... Um, idea of selective outrage hey maybe I'm guilty of that now me personally there was a part where he compared R. Kelly to Michael Jackson (gasps) yeah I was bothered I'm not gonna lie to y'all he said people have selective outrage because they will listen to um, Step in the Name of Love and all of R. Kelly's songs and if but if you listen to that then people will like look at you funny and they'll judge you but they still will praise and listen to all of Michael Jackson's songs and he was like what's the difference between the two they both did the same crime same allegations and I'm like hold on pause now um I know you Mr. Funny Man but you done went a little too far with that one all right now I know they say there's truth in jokes but like where was the truth in that joke Now, R. Kelly, as y'all know, he recently was sentenced to like, I believe it was like 20 or 30 years in jail for like six different accounts of, and not allegations, like he was actually sentenced. And if y'all seen Surviving R. Kelly, y'all heard about all the teenage girls and grown women that like came up against him. He literally had videos of these acts that he did, these sexual acts he did with them. He also... Um, yeah, he was married to 15 year old Aaliyah. Like it was, it was a lot. He, in the documentary, they talked about him like waiting outside of elementary schools. He was literally the Pied Piper in like Chicago. Now you compare him to Michael Jackson. Yeah. One of Michael Jackson's nephews got on Instagram and he went off. He said that Chris Rock special was like, so, 
Um, it was so distasteful. That's the word that he used. And now why would he bring his uncle into that and compare him to R. Kelly? It is not the same. Y'all know there was allegations out there years ago about Michael Jackson, but there's also been interviews from those same kids that are now adults that are saying that none of those things actually happened. Their parents forced them to say it. It was for money, all this, this, and that. Michael Jackson was definitely a target for the media. They wanted to get to him or paint him to be a certain way but he's never like gone to jail for any of these things yeah he had his neverland ranch with all the animals and he wanted it to be like a place for kids to come and enjoy themselves he missed out on his childhood y'all y'all tried to like villainize him let the man rest in peace i felt like that was very distasteful and chris rock should not have done that that joke did not go over well with me as well as a bunch of other people but the part that everybody was waiting for in his comedy special was the last four minutes of it when he talked about Will and Jada and the slap heard around the world. Yeah, now to me, jokes are supposed to be funny. There are truth in jokes, but they're still supposed to be funny. His jokes did not come off as funny. They were distasteful and they came off as mm, bitter. It seemed like he wasn't telling jokes. He was venting his frustrations. Now, if you wanted to do that, don't mask it in a comedy show. Say that on Instagram, go on an interview, do a documentary. But if you're going to tell a joke, let it be a joke. But when you are in front of this mixed crowd with all of these different white people, black people, Mexican, I mean, well, Hispanic, Asian, like you're, you're around all of these different races of people and you proceed to refer to Jada Pickett Smith as a B word over and over and over and over. And the, you know, when people say a certain word, especially a cuss word and they say it with so much force, like, dang, they meant that. Like they, they said that like from their heart, like from, like they pulled that up from deep down in they chest. That's how he said it. And that's how he kept referring to a black woman. And he said that the entire incident started because I believe um, years ago, you know, when a lot of black people specifically were boycotting the Oscars and they were saying hashtag Oscars so white, Jada Pinkett Smith had actually called Chris Rock and told him like he shouldn't um, host the Oscars because Will Smith was not nominated for an Oscar for his movie at that time, which was called Concussion. And so in Chris Rock's stand-up act, he was saying that he called her a B and was like, yeah, she told me I should basically quit my job and not show up and not make this money because her husband didn't um, get nominated for his role in concussion. So instead they get mad, show up to the Oscars years later, and then he gives me a concussion, like where they do that at. So now he watches Emancipation with Will Smith in it just to see Will Smith get whipped and he he is shocked that he's finding himself rooting for um, Massa to hit and whip um, Will Smith 
So referring to him in his slave role and emancipation. Now, yeah, I know there was supposed to be like a joke in there and I'm not the one to be super sensitive, but it was the way that he said it, the way that he kept calling her out of her name, just the fact that he took offense to the fact that she was like, I don't think you should do the Oscars because Will Smith didn't get nominated. Okay, that's not a reason to be offended. (laughs) Like, okay, that's your opinion. Are you going to pay me? Like if we friends, if I don't show up and do this job, are you going, are you willing to pay me what they weren't going to pay me? Oh, okay. You're not so cool. Don't worry about my business dealings moving on, but that's not something to take to heart. And then you continue to like talk about her. So apparently like they're really, you can tell by the way he's calling her a B out of her name. Like there is a history to his connection with Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. So it honestly doing his stand up act, it made him it made you understand Will Smith a little bit more. And there's a lot of celebrities out there, too, that now are like, man, Will Smith needs to hit him again. Or, okay, now I understand him more like I don't feel sorry for him. So, yeah, I and then he it makes it worse because he ends the comedy special saying like, hey, people were wondering why you didn't retaliate? Why you didn't hit him back? Why you didn't do nothing when he slapped you? And he, this was his ending line to like drop the mic and end the show. He said, I didn't do anything back because I have parents who raised me and they raised me to know not to fight in front of white people. And then he dropped the mic. Yeah, there was silence. I was silent for a reason. That wasn't like a good drop the mic moment. That was like a, we've been waiting all this time for you to end your joke and say that. Like you thought that was a good reason. That was your punchline to not fight in front of white people. Like, so you care specifically what white people think of you. But you could talk about a woman not have a black woman not having her hair and joke about it in front of white people, but you know that she doesn't have hair because she suffers from alopecia. You could talk about this man's black wife, however you feel about her, because Jada Pinkett Smith is not necessarily my favorite person either, but you call her a B over and over and over in front of white and black people, but that's okay. Like, yeah, you wasn't physically fighting, but like verbally with your words, you was fighting. Those weren't jokes. Like we feel some truth and bitterness in that. Yeah. So I just really didn't agree with that. And personally, I don't think it made Chris Rock look any better or made people side with him. But hey, he made his money and I hope it was worth it. But low key, something that was meant to work against uh, Will Smith, I suppose. Hey it actually was working in his favor. So speaking of that, right after I watched the Chris Rock special Outrage, I turned to um, Marlon Wayans, which is um, um, Marlon. He's from like White Chicks. He wrote Haunted House. He was in Scary Movie, like all of them. He was in like a million things. Y'all know him. He's another black comedian. So he has a special. It is not on Netflix. Don't watch the one on Netflix watch it on HBO Max. It is called God Loves Me. Yeah, when I tell y'all, this is one of the funniest specials I've seen in a very long time. It was executed perfectly. Like this is probably his masterpiece 
special comedy special thus far this is the funniest thing I've ever seen him do now typically I don't really care to watch Marlon Wayans like comedy like movies or specials simply because he's usually like sweating and he's all over the place and he's super hyper and he's just like how inappropriate can I be I do love him in the movie white chicks but other than that he's just all over the place y'all he found himself and he walked in his purpose in this comedy special that he did called God Loves Me. The funniest thing I have seen. Y'all should watch it. It is the perfect thing to watch after you've watched Chris Rock's special Outrage because he outdid Chris Rock 1000%. And his entire special was centered around the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap heard around the world. Yeah, and so it was very good for him to do it because he knows both, well, he knows all three people involved. He knows Will, he knows Jada, and he knows Chris. And the special is called God Loves Me because, and i just give y'all a brief, quick history. Um, he said that that slap was not about, it wasn't about Will, it wasn't about Jada, and it wasn't about Chris Rock. He's, and so everybody's like, okay, Marlon, where are you going with this? He said that's that slap was about him. He said years ago, um, he has known Chris Rock since he was since Marlon was about like 10 or 11 years old. Chris Rock has always been like that, like big, like stepbrother that was like bullied him and that was mean to him. And so Chris Rock used to show up at his shows and kind of like heckle him in the background. And he remembers one comedy show in specific. I guess like Marlon bomb that comedy show and all he could hear was somebody heckling him in the crowd and ha 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 laughing who are you you ain't funny you ain't a Wayans you ain't even funny which Wayans are you they need to trade you to the DeBarge family you don't belong in the Wayans comedy family like all this and this and that and it crushed his spirit y'all from that moment forward he stopped doing stand-up comedy and that was for like years on top of years because his dreams felt like they were crushed and deflated and by somebody that was like close to him to an extent he was like that stepbrother that just picked on him right and so Chris Rock is older than him and so he's like you know what fine maybe I can't do it so he did instead that's when he went on to write like you know 13 plus like scripts and movies and he never stopped he just he put his talents to use elsewhere in the comedic realm but it stopped him doing stand-up comedy. Now, he said, fast forward to March 2022, and he said, like, the date and time of the Oscars, and he said he wanted to get back at Chris Rock so bad, but he never did. Instead, he reminded himself that the Bible says, vengeance is mine, said the Lord, and God will, like, take care of the situation for him. So that's why he named his special God Loves Me because he said, Oh, when that slap happened, it was like, oh my gosh, this is life changing. This is pivotal. Like this happened for me. Like God did this for me. Like he loves me. Like this is my moment. Like I knew, I knew I would get my get back. Like, and if I didn't have to do it, like God did it. Like you deserve that. Like he probably wanted to slap him a long time ago, but like he didn't have to do anything. Life 
just continues to happen and like the cards will fall where they may and yeah and maybe he would made a major point in this because maybe that led him to do this special that he did and the special was just so perfect he did a breakfast inter breakfast club interview afterwards and he described it himself as a roast and a toast and I would totally agree with that he did not hold back as far as Jada Will Smith or Chris Rock all of them were roasted equally like he had jokes to say on them which all of them could be mad for the jokes he said but then he also toasted all of them as well and gave them their props and their accolades and how great they are in their careers or just as a person period you can't really be mad he gave a really fair assessment he gave his reactions to how like his family reacted to it how they would have reacted if it was him how it couldn't have been him because his wife would have never let him walk up on that stage and mess up their money. Yeah. And as a wife myself, I was thinking the same thing. Like, girl, Jada, what are you doing? You just watched him walk up there. He obviously defending you and you ain't going to do nothing. You ain't going to say nothing. You didn't have his back afterwards. Yeah. I would have like grabbed my husband's leg so quick. Like, even if I had to stand up and be like, just chill. Yeah. Like, we got money coming in. Like, you might be winning this award, like chill, okay? He ain't worth it. We'll figure something else out, all right? <laughs> but yeah, he was giving all those honest reactions. He was giving him the reactions like how like black people reacted at home when they watched it, how they couldn't believe it, how they rewound it, and how they was like, oh man, this is real. Yeah, he gave his reactions as to how like white people reacted to it and how they were caught off guard because Will Smith has just been this upstanding guy all these years. Yeah, he he broke it all down he made it so funny even if it was him if it would have been him he gave his reaction as to how all of his brothers and nephews and nieces and sisters would have reacted y'all it is the funniest thing I would watch it again and again just like Cat Williams classic comedy piece was the Pimp Chronicles y'all this God Loves Me was Marlon Land's classic comedy piece and he nailed it y'all I was so proud of him um, but in his interview, something that he said that really stuck out to me um, was that the special and then just the entire um, life experience of what happened between him and Chris Rock and then it leading up to this moment, what he learned from it was that, you know, situations and things occur in life that could be it look you look at it as like oh man this this is something that hurt me or this is something that broke me or could break me but what he learned from it is that you have to process the pain you have to embrace it and then let it continue to drive you that's what he did by continuing to have all of those comedy specials afterwards that were movies and scripts like he still succeeded in his own right but he said specifically, allow it to transform into positive energy. Don't let people damage you and you need to turn it into a gift. What was meant to hurt you doesn't necessarily have to hurt you. Look at it as a gift rather than a problem, rather than a roadblock. Just remember that life is just a beautiful journey. It's a journey and a journey is not easy. A journey is when I think of a journey, I think of like looking like uphill towards the top of the mountain. Like there will be some parts that are steep. There will be some parts that are like steady. There will be some parts that are narrow and there will be some parts that are flat and it seems easy. But like 
it's all a beautiful journey and all everything you go through, like it's going to be worth it in the end. Once you get to your destination and you're like, wow, like this is what this was all for. And then your measure of success will look different then. And then it'll be, you're still on this life journey, but it's a different course that you're going through, y'all. So I really appreciated those words from him, y'all. And that was everything. Please go and watch that special. Support him. It is on HBO Max. He said that he has at least three more specials that he's ready to just shoot out there. He'll be recording them this year. Yeah, he is definitely living in his dream and his purpose. And you can tell this is all him, his brothers. Um, they are comedic legends in their own right, and they even gave him his accolades. So yeah, check that out. It is called God Loves Me, and it is on HBO Max. Now, to do our quick wrap-ups for the show, yeah, in the streaming news, like I stated on last week's pod, you, season four, on Netflix, part two came out. The last five episodes, y'all, I have watched it. It is nuts. <laughs> like, totally nuts. Yeah, it just took me for a loop. I don't even know. I know last week's episode, I did the review to part one of it. The first five episodes of season four. I'm so discombobulated in my mind. I don't even know if I can give y'all part two. But yeah, definitely check that out. It is worth it. Anything you could have thought would have been the final conclusion of this season, you're probably wrong. And you need to go and watch it for yourself. Great writing to the writers of that show. Now, um, last in streaming news, we have Creed 3 um, that is out in theaters now. Um, Y'all know that is the boxing movie um, that was once had Apollo in there, um, but now it is, um, or should I say once had Sylvester Stallone in there, I don't believe he's in there anymore, but now um, this movie, it stars Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good reviews about this movie. Y'all should definitely go check it out. I know eventually I will check it out. Um, but they are just giving rave reviews about it. So that is the last in streaming news. Now, as far as worldwide news, y'all, tomorrow um, is a daylight savings time. That does not mean it is spring. That is just simply daylight savings time where we are springing forward. So that is March 12, 2023. Set your clocks for the hour at midnight. Most of us don't have to worry about it. Our phones will automatically adjust. But if you go to church on Sunday mornings, make sure you set your alarm a little earlier to make sure you're up on time. Yeah. Daylight savings time is tomorrow, March 12th. Also, just a reminder, spring is that next week. Nothing is going to change with the clocks because the clocks are already changing tomorrow. But spring, first day of spring, March 20th. And then last but certainly not least in worldwide news, um, March 1st was the start of Women's History Month. So clap it up. Bravo to all the beautiful women out there. This is a podcast led by a woman, the one and only She is Twinkle. So shout out to all the other female podcast hosts out there. I see you. I love you. I support you. And let's support each other, y'all. But 
Speaking of Women's History Month, of course, I have my quote of the day and I could not let the podcast go by without having a woman um, that is definitely major in history, the one and only Maya Angelou. I wanted to give a quote of hers. Um, Her quote is, your smile is your logo. Your personality is your business card. How you leave others feeling after having an an experience with you becomes your trademark. I'm going to say that one more time. Your smile is your logo. Your personality is your business card. How you leave others feeling after having an experience with you becomes your trademark. Yeah, this has been another episode of Excuse Me, I'm Speaking. Y'all, thank y'all so much for your love and your support and for tuning in. Until next time, I will be here next week with another fun-filled episode. I'm thinking about having a guest on here, yeah. But I hope you enjoy. Go back and watch um, all the other episodes if you've missed any of them. Follow me on Instagram at sheistwinkle1. Um, Leave your DMs, your comments. Y'all, I'm loving this podcast life. And I love the journey that you guys are all on with me. So until next time, peace out. I'm out of here. Love you. Bye-bye.